0: What's up everyone, my name is Christian Bodanza di Tacchio.
1: And this is Giuliano Caleri. And this is
0: Tifozie Football Radio. Thanks so much for joining us today on a evening of Thursday, December the third. Uh, just finishing the Europa games. Um, we are recording tonight, so chances are you'll be getting this first thing f- Friday morning. Uh, but welcome to the show. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. Some great Champions League games, some interesting Europa League fixtures. Uh, we got we got a lot to talk about. We got City ah match day ten now, right? Match going on, to, going on to number ten. Match day ten already. Quarter of the season done. Yeah, match day ten. Uh, and then we also got to talk about. We got a lot of things going on in Canadian soccer. Toronto FC, uh, Forge FC blowing it. Against in the in the Concacaf League quarterfinal, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but let's go. Uh, let's go with the Champions League first. Some uh, very exciting games, Giuliano, uh, for our Italian clubs. Yeah. Let's uh, let's just jump right in. So let's. I guess let's start with uh, let's start with Atalanta Milan first. Start with them. Yeah, let's start with them okay. first. So this was quite a surprise. Um, Atlanta getting being held one one to Michelin who are the whipping boys of the uh, of this group. Um, I know we've said that a few times, and uh, they're st- they still are in the driver's seat, so it's not the end of the world um, because Liverpool did do the favor and beat Ajax. But uh, a one one uh, a one one tie with Michelin, you, you, you got to. I'm kind of disappointed about this. What do you? What did you think about this? me actually I'm not too bothered
1: about it just because uh, in the end it really didn't mean nothing for Atalanta as long as they didn't lose this game that's all that mattered yeah but Uh, if
0: if they win this game then they would have
1: clinched right yes in a way Ajax would have had to just beat them still oh yeah that's right and they would have passed them on head to head so the win the win didn't matter and you saw that in their approach Atalanta played reserved Uh, pushing Romero again though bullet header telling you best defender yeah. Best defender in Syria, probably in the world. He uh, had a hell of a game. Uh, Gasparini to the point where he said he'd play him as a as a striker if he had to. Yeah, but I don't know. For Atalanta, I'm not too worried about this result. No, they the big game's next week. Yeah, the big
0: game's is next against week, Ajax. Ajax. Are they in Amsterdam for that game? I think they are.
1: Well, I, would I think we'll, we'll check.
0: We'll get into it because they already played in Atalanta in uh, Bergamo, I think so it might be I'm not sure but uh, I'll tell you was this game in Bergamo this this game was in Bergamo against yeah so now they're in Amsterdam yeah they're in Amsterdam so this one's going to be that's going to be tough Uh, paying a visit it's, it's a playoff game we knew that was going to happen uh, yeah. but uh, this team didn't play bad it's just Michelin surprised yeah they scored good yeah one highlight of that
1: there was Canadian talent in the game actually kind of flew under the radar Uh, the centre-back, I got to pull up his name, James, yes. The uh, Canadian, not international. Not not, yet. Not yet. But a Canadian with a Champions experience. Yeah. Played a big role in this game. Helping shut down the Atalanta attack, so awesome to see that from the Canadian side of things. For sure. But once again... My only concern would be for Atalanta is their forwards have lost a lot of form.
0: They have. They've, they've lost a lot of steam. They're just... Zapata's a ghost. Yeah. Uh, he's not himself. Murial. Papu him. Gomez. Papu
1: Gomez. He, he's a frustrated figure. He mouthed... I think he mouthed off uh, to Gasperini out of frustration, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah. Uh, so... I wonder, and this makes me believe, just the way they've been so Jekyll and Hyde, and the frustration that the that the forwards have. And if you see Papu Gomez, the captain and leader of this team, mouthing off to your, to your manager, do you think that Gasparini is starting to lose control of the room here? Good question. I think
1: I think it's more so to do with the start of the season. They were so you know, hot, scoring amazing goals, and when that dries up, it can be frustrating. For sure, I exactly. think that's what it is for Papu, because he he hasn't performed no. since I'd say now two three weeks. Yeah, He's done nothing. Really, beginning of the season September he was amazing, but now we're in November, heading into December. Or sorry, we're in December. Yeah, and already that's crazy. And uh, he hasn't uh, he hasn't performed for the month of November and now heading into December. Yeah, so.
0: Well, I think I, I, I think I said this before. I think we're starting to see the fall of Atalanta.
1: Yeah, they're sliding in the table, so they gotta change things around. Yeah, and hopefully we're gonna see yep. all the Italian teams have a playoff essentially in Champions League. Yeah, except Juve, who are already in. Uh, their game is just a matter of who finishes first. yes Barcelona, their last game. But all the other three Italian teams enter Lazio, Atalanta, all have do or die games. Yeah, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be important for the Italian teams to make a big statement, I think, to the rest of the world to say we're here. Because I don't remember the last time. All the Italian teams came out of the group. So it'd be nice to see anyway for it, City yeah.
0: It would be nice to see. I think city is starving for something like that to happen.
1: Definitely. And that that's what I think's hindered the international uh, game for us. Because the past decade, the best uh, European teams have been the Spanish and the Germans. Sprinkled them with a bit of English. But the English teams are majority Spanish uh, yeah. and French internationals. With a sprinkle of English internationals in there. And... It's very simple. You go far in the Champions League, those are the best players. Nine times out of 10, those are going to be the best international teams yeah. with those players, right? So the Barcelona's, Real Madrid's, always being there, Bayern Munich. It, Italy hasn't had a team go to that level in, in a long time. I know Juve did it a couple of times, but that was with. Uh,
0: yeah, Juve did it a couple of times with Cellini, Bonucci. Uh, Roma Hazali. had that one magical year where we yeah. made the semifinals. And the but that Roma team out. didn't have
1: a lot of Italians on it. No, that's they, the thing. They didn't like if you look at in the Champions League, PSG had more Italians in their team. Yeah. than all I, the other teams except uh, Inter.
0: Honestly, the last time, the last time there's been an Italian club that's done that's done anything with Italians in the squad, you'd have to go back to AC Milan because that Inter team that won the treble in 2010, there was yeah,
1: it was all South American, uh, yeah, Argentina and.
0: Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't much uh, Italian yeah. representation there. Yeah, that was a mini Argentina team. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, so, uh, not the end of the world. Atlanta still in the driver's seat. Liverpool winning one nothing in that in that second game in that group.
1: Um, Surprise start, that. Allison pulled out. Yeah, uh, and we had
0: Kelleher, Kelleher Irish, and,
1: and he played good. I think he's a teenager or 22 years old so yeah. third backup goalie and he played good seems like he's taking adrian's spot now and yeah. he will uh he made a heck of a save to keep the game at 1-0 uh because i actually tied it but it was a beautiful reflex save and that qualified liverpool so yeah good the- job for him it seems liverpool just pull these players out of nowhere yeah
0: and they and they do well
1: yeah they're doing a great job recruiting for sure. they're so thin now and so many injuries and Crazy Curtis Jones, he picked up a goal, yeah, as well. And did the job, Necho Williams, too, getting a start. So, unreal what they can do with three yeah. three rookies essentially in this team,
0: definitely. Well, they did the job. So, with those results there for Group D, Liverpool has clinched. Uh, they are they are for they've clinched first place with 12 points. Atalanta sitting on eight points in second place, Ajax right behind them with seven points, and then Mitchell of course out that game. Atlanta, Ajax, match day six for the Champions League. It's going to be a scorcher. It will be. It's going to be a scorcher. Probably one of the, if not the most exciting, I think it's going to be the most exciting game of the round because these are two teams that are going to open right up and uh, go punch for punch with each other. So. I don't know about that. I think I think it's going to be that way. The
1: Inter game, watch out for that one. <laughs> Shakhtar, yeah. it's a repeat of the semifinal, but we'll get into that.
0: We'll get into that. So, anyways, with that being said, let's move. Jump right into Inter's game. What a game! Three to two, very narrowly. Could have been three to three, but that goal was called back offside. Yeah, were <laughs> you we holding your breath during this game? I was. I I
1: lost it on Handanovic in that cuz that was the weakest shot ever. Yeah. That that Alessandra Plie, that would have been his hat trick. Uh, Handanovic that's something he's been doing for the last few years now which I've noticed he he gets he just doesn't move. He just watches the ball. Yeah. And I know technically by the rules it was the right call. I feel like it was interest 3 defenders more so blocked his vision from getting the ball but Plea had to jump to get out of the way, so I understand the call why it was made. Uh, but Handanovich's positioning on that was horrendous. Uh, in this game, with regards to Inter 2, before I get into the positives, I want to talk about some of the negatives. I said I didn't want to see Ashley Young and Bastoni on the same side, and you saw it. And all three goals the disallow goal all came from that uh, left side of Inter. Yeah, Bastoni was a big part of. All three goals. Was. He is not okay. I'm gonna put it this way: he's a he's an okay defender. He's not a good defender. He's a good offensive, yeah, ball playing defender. He reminds me of a uh, young Rio Ferdinand back in the day in his Leeds uh, days. He has a lot to learn on the defensive phase. You watch the first goal: Valentino Lazaro, the former Inter player, beats him down the line. Yeah, and it looks like he's doing the Russian dance trying to block the ball. Terrible defending. Lazaro just chips it over. Beautiful uh, run by Plia, or sorry, by Marcus Taram. He sucks in uh, Darbian. Plia backs off of a uh, screener loses him and just nods it in. But it all started with Bastoni's poor defending. The second goal, same thing. I know Alexis Sanchez is getting the blame. Obviously, he plays a big part of that. He uh, held onto the ball a little bit too much in the middle, got it picked off his uh, foot. Ball was slotted through. But if you watch Bastoni there, the player, he has no idea where he is. He's left him unmarked. And that's my biggest problem. He has to know at all times where the threat's coming from. And he has to be in between the player and the net. And his positioning was horrendous. And again, Plia went through, got the goal. Bastoni's chasing because he doesn't know where he's on the field. And then the disallow goal, if you watch that as well, the passing play, the build-up. Bastoni is the first player, the closest player, I should say, to Plia before he shoots the ball. He doesn't even attempt to go at him to block the shot. He... Firmly stays in a spot, shadows him, and lets him shoot. He just sticks out a foot and hopes to block you know and hopes to block it. Terrible defending. So Bastoni, last season he showed a lot of weaknesses too. Every time he came on Inter score goals, obviously Inter's defense has been very poor this season, and I think it has a big part to do with Bastoni. He is a big weak spot in this defense. That's why I don't think he, he shouldn't play left center back because that's a more, that's a position where you gotta, th- you gotta think more. You gotta be able to push out wide. You yeah. gotta be able to defend in the middle. You gotta have your head on a swivel at all times. That's why in the Italian national team, when he has a leader beside him in a cherbi, he just has to worry about this is my left center yeah. backside. I got my left back to take care of that. The uh, left winger to help support. I got my center midfielder uh, to protect me as well. He just has to worry about a smaller area. As a left center back, he has to worry about a bigger space and he obviously cannot handle it. Uh, and just keep going now. I'm going to go into the positives. Lukaku played the best game I've ever seen him play.
0: Yeah. Carried this inter-team. Yeah,
1: I said his touch was poor. He must have been practicing like crazy because his touch was uh Very good. Was phenomenal. He had a couple of bad touches, of course, but that's expected. But he was just yeah. going through guys like they weren't even there. Yeah. And uh, he is leading this team right now. He, uh, if it wasn't for him, I don't know where this inter-team would be. What do you yeah. think?
0: I, I agree with you. I mean, I just think with everything that happened uh the with this group they are it's just uh it's written in the stars for Inter to go into this last game. So, I expected Inter to win this game <clears throat> with that being said and uh it was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Uh D'Armian putting in that goal early really helped, but then Inter went back to their old ways. It's 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 a very stubborn Inter team. There's gaps in this Inter team, but yet they found a way to win this game, doing it the hard way. I, I cannot
1: yeah. believe the fragilities in the back. I think what I said I believe is the main reason for it. But they cannot go on like this. No,
0: and it's- you have a leader in Andrea Varnacchia and like on the bench and. I think I told you this uh, before the game that I didn't th- I didn't expect to see Screenyard DeVry and Bastoni play because Conte's never started the same three center backs back to back at all this season and this is the first time he decided to go with it I guess yeah. uh, he-, he thought he could carry the momentum from that Sassuolo game into this game mind you we talked about Sassuolo it was more Sassuolo playing bad and Inter just capitalizing and. Borussia Mönchengladbach is a different team, one of the hottest teams in Europe right now since the Champions League started. So the important thing, though, is Inter won this game. They took it one game at a time. Now they can focus on Shakhtar. And with this win, you've opened this group right up. Yeah, Borussia
1: has been a first, the whole group. Yeah. Can now be uh, eliminated on day one, yeah. which I think is going to happen. I think Real Madrid is going to be Borussia, yeah. and I think Enter is going to be Shakhtar, and you're going to have the two historic teams go through. I think so too. Unfortunately for Borussia and Shakhtar, but I think so too. I think that's what experience and uh, history thats what it does. Yeah.
0: And, but this, I, well, I mean, we'll talk about it next week when yeah. we preview it, but this Shakhtar team, I don't think it's going to be a pushover like that Europa League. No, but they still,
1: they still have some, one of the worst defenses in the Champions League yeah. this year, I think.
0: Yeah, they've, they've conceded 12 goals. Yeah.
1: Inter, let's face the facts. A lot of teams have only beaten Inter because they shoot themselves in the foot. Yep. It's not because they... I haven't seen a team go and beat Inter. I've only seen Inter beat themselves.
0: Yeah. I, think it, so. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. So it's just... I'm one of those guys I think it's just meant to be. And uh, I, I think next week we'll be talking about Real Madrid and Inter going through. And uh, they got the job done. It was ugly this week, but they got the job done against They Now they put pressure. They open up that game. And, you know, Shakhtar beating Real Madrid, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. The only way
1: Inter's not going to go through is if Borussia and Real Madrid tie. But those two aren't gonna not going to happen because the pressure's on Madrid to win. Yeah. Because if Shakhtar gets a result, Madrid's out. So, exactly. But before we leave this game, I just want to say, too, Brozovic, he played a hell of a game. Came in after he COVID. He uh ran the midfield. He did a solid job. And uh, it was nice to see him
0: in a a good performance in the middle i think we were kind of hoping he wouldn't play i know i wouldn't still so we could see erickson but he ended up showing up and he he put in exactly he put in an effort right you do your job that's all we care about it yeah he put in an effort and uh congratulations to enter got the job done Folk go into next week now one game at a time they're doing it the Conte way they're doing it the Italian way Pazza Inter give your fans a heart attack yeah he didn't get he didn't get rid of the Pazza Inter no he, he made it worse he I made think. it worse than ever <laughs> he made it worse <laughs> so, I remember at
1: the stadium they took away it. he wanted to get rid of the that motif so much he got rid of the Pazza Inter song they'd play in the, yeah. in the speakers before the game He now it's solo Inter is the song right yeah but they should be bringing that Pazza Inter back because that's what they are they're yeah they're nuts. They're nuts. The way they play, it's uh
0: they're nuts.
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah. But c'est la vie, it's it's done and uh they, you know, Yeah, they did what they had to do. They did what they had to do. Let's move on to the next game here. Shakhtar winning two nothing against Real Madrid. I think I called this one. Yeah. And uh this this Real Madrid team looked mediocre at best. And uh it is credit to Shakhtar capitalizing, but their goalkeeper Trubin, big star in this game, kept Real Madrid at bay, kept his team alive, and Shakhtar capitalized on two best chances they had in the game. They had some good chances, but these were the two best ones. And Dentinho, guy has been there forever at yeah. Shakhtar, and he's still banging them in. And then Solomon, too. Honestly, watching this game, we'll flip in between the Inter game and the, and this game, uh, I don't know what the world sees in Thibaut Courtois as a goalkeeper. I really don't know. He's a good goalkeeper, but he's not. I don't think he's as good as everybody says he is. You know what it was in his
1: Atletico Madrid days? He was he was a superstar. He was went to Chelsea. I think he got a big to uh, big his ego. Yeah, like I just and it was rewarded with the move to Real Madrid. Now, ever since he's been that, he didn't win a Champions League, no, right? I don't think so, no. Taylor Navas was the last one. So ever since he's been at Madrid, they've been on a downward trajectory. Varane, for instance, he's been a shadow of himself. Yeah, he has been. He, he, he was, was He's probably the worst player this game. season. Worst player in this game. He was, and that's that's a World Cup-winning French international in the prime of his career. Yeah. There was one point, I think it was the first goal, he literally moved out of the way of the uh, back pass from Mendy, and uh, it allowed, I think it was Dantino, to shoot on end and score.
0: I think it goes to show you... And it, it, how much how, how important Sergio Ramos is to this team.
1: Yeah, Sergio Ramos, how important he is, and and at the same time they are aging. Modric doesn't have the same no. effect he has on the game. He's still a great player, but he's not it's he's not the same. No. Uh, Modric. Benzema was a surprise that he was gonna be in the squad. Yeah. Vasquez even- Vasquez was the second worst player in this game. I told you about Lucas Vasquez. Yeah. He's <laughs> not a great player. <laughs> and it showed in this game he got picked apart. If you set up the team Accordingly, you know, attack Real Madrid on the left, yeah, because that is their weakness, and uh, that's what Shakhtar did. The coach did his homework, yeah, and it paid
0: off. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I I heard a comment that people think that this could be this could be it for Zinedine Zidane in Real Madrid. Yes, if Real Madrid gets knocked out next week, I think this is it for Zinedine Zidane. But I don't think they'll fire him. I think he'll go out at the end of the season on his own terms. Man's won what? man won four champions leagues in a row, yeah, right? Three champions league in three, a row, one sorry, an three. assistant. Three champions leagues in a row, left an came assistant. back. Yeah.
1: Won the Liga with them.
0: Yeah. He's so this guy deserves to go out on his own. This is not but this how, how this does is he, not a real Madrid team. But this is what I'm how does he become a bad coach all of a sudden?
1: I don't think he does. I just think So then you can't fire him. I think you gotta get rid of the players. Some of these players don't belong in this team for Madrid. They don't. That, that's what I was saying. That's
0: what I was getting to. This, this is not a real Madrid team where every single player in that starting eleven is a stud. None of them. No. No. It's it's not like that anymore. It looks like they've just washed up. Like what's happened with their scouting? What's happened with their transfer market? You know, it's. Uh, well, it, it, they got a young team. Yeah. Vinicius Rodrigo Odegaard is there
1: now. He's playing. He was arguably one of the best players in the league last year. Uh Mendy's young.
0: But when you think of Real Madrid, you think of those teams,
1: the Galacticos. Yeah, yeah you, that's where we grew up. The two thousands, right? Yeah,
0: you you remember like you know Zidane, Ronaldo, Beckham. They no longer make those signings. They they, they don't. don't. They they are they, they haven't
1: in a while. And, they uh, they've got they've gone the youth route. Yeah, they've they have. Braz- young Brazilians the, recently.
0: Yeah. So at the end of the day, I think Real Madrid's gonna. Beat much in block, anyways. So I think so too. They're gonna they're gonna walk through. Their experience is just too much when it matters. Yeah, players like Benzema, Modric, step up. That's
1: when they step up, They'll and that's what Madrid up. has done. Yeah, that's how they won the Champions League. Sergio Ramos, like I said, is one of the most clutch players ever. He'll have the game of his life. Yeah, and they just pop up with a victory. That's a, Real Madrid wasn't impressive over the last three years. They won the Champions League. They were not. No, they, they weren't were impressive. Out. There were better teams than them. On yeah. a technical level, but they just managed to always get the job done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that team, this team hasn't lost that yet. They're still in it and they still got a game to go. And yeah. we just have to wait and see what happens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So with those results, we have an appetizing match day six for Group B. So here are the standings Muching Gladblock on eight points, Shakhtar on seven points, Real Madrid on seven points, and Inter on five points. Everybody has an opportunity to go through. Nobody's out of the woods yet. Anybody can get knocked out in this group. and Gladblock Real Madrid go head to head next week and Inter and in Shakhtar go head to head. Yeah. Both playoff games. Both playoff games, right? It's yep. we we're getting knockout football a little early in the Champions League. Yeah. Um so we'll see what happens there. Let's uh let's move on to uh you want to talk about this Lazio game first?
1: Yeah, we'll talk about the Lazio game
0: quick. Yeah, Lazio and Dorman one uh, one.
1: Holland, Holland was out of this game with a muscle injury. Yeah. Hamstrings are going. Only 21, 22 years old and your hamstrings are going. That's not good. Cheeto Immobilist scores. Yes, he did again. Another penalty. What a surprise. The, oh, my No, but the penalty was horrendous. So. The Spanish ref, uh, his name's not coming to my mind, but he's a bit of, he loves the camera.
0: The he was, oh, Antonio Mateo. Mateo.
1: Yes. he uh, Mateo La Hose. He loves the limelight. Let's just put it that way. He gets all Mike Dean when it comes to yeah. roughing in the big stage. So uh, let's face it. It wasn't a, it shouldn't have been a penalty. Milikovic, Savic, Dove, Favre came out. He was really mad after the game. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it was another game. It didn't matter. Yeah. You know, it always matters because you never know what's gonna happen in the other game, but nine times out of ten, Club Bruges is gonna beat Zenit, which they did. They completely smashed them. Yeah. All that's you had to do
0: was Just get a point.
1: Get a point. Even if they lost, yeah. They still would have had a point advantage. Yeah. So they had the option to either rest their team or you go all out for the win and you clinch your spot and that's it. That's all they had to do. I think so. But they took the medium road and they tied. Yeah. And uh that's all there was to this game really. That's what I saw. Neither team yeah. Brucio came out to win. Yep. Lazio came out to survive, survive and <laughs> that's the that's the theme with this team this year. It's yeah. survive. They still ended up out shooting. Like they went toe to toe. They did go toe to toe with Dortmund, right? So But they kept them more solid in the back and Yeah. Uh,
0: they, they did, and uh, Pepe Reina starting in between the sticks. I I think it's they, safe. I think to, they dropped Starcosha Yeah, I that. think it's safe yeah. to say they've now that uh, Pepe Reina is now the starter, and uh, Sarkocha has been dropped to the bench. Yes, he he has been playing better, so you yeah. have to go with the hot the hot hands, right? Hundred oh, percent. Like you can see, he put up a full
1: strength lineup. Yeah, and once the penalty was scored, three minutes later, he subbed off his entire. Essentially, midfield. Yeah, he did, and uh, Joaquín Korea So he was going for the win, and they just couldn't. Uh, yeah, they couldn't get it done in the last no you know, few minutes at the end of the no, game. No,
0: they couldn't. It's a one-one draw. It's it's they did what they had to do in this yeah. game, and uh, they they are still in control uh, with their destiny. And uh, we'll move right into the. Don't really, I don't think there's much to say. Club Brugge with yeah. their win in Zenit. Yeah. Right
1: exactly they think it's in now it comes down to
0: yeah now Luga. it comes down to Lazio and Bruga and they're at home next week they are two points ahead of Bruga so bruga's got to come out and win this game yeah they do the pressures on them so Lazio again here's a, here's the same theme go out there scrape a draw get through survive 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 that's the theme with this team survive.
1: Which will be a tricky game. It, it's not gonna, gonna be an Brugge. easy game. Brugge, yeah, uh, like I said, big team physical, yeah. but complete technical. At the same time they showed it. Yeah. They dismantled Zenit. Yeah. I watched uh, bits and pieces of that game and they look they got some dangerous pieces in that. They
0: team. do. They and do. Lotto and, shouldn't take this game lightly. I don't I think Simone Anzaghi will take that game lightly. No. He knows what's on the line, he knows what this team's capable of. I mean they they barely got a draw when they were decimated with injuries going into Brugge and getting that draw right. So,
1: Mobile too, he's been
0: he's been outstanding. He's been outstanding so far. So, let's see what they can do. Group F standings as they as they're played out now. Dortmund Dortmund uh first place, 10 points. Lazio right behind them with 9 points. Uh Club Brugge 7 points and Zenit is out, can't even qualify for the Europa League. Dortmund and Zenit will play out that final game at match day 6, which really means nothing to either team. Uh, Dortmund, I think will go out to win the clinch first place in the group, and Lazio host Club Brugge in what will be another knockout game. Somebody's going to be going through the round of 16, and somebody's going to be going into the Europa League. And uh, for any of you, for any of those Europa League fanatics out there, I wouldn't want to face either team in the round of 32. Yes. So, yeah. uh, Godspeed for that. But uh, let's move on. Then Juventus. I think we knew this was. I don't think there's really much to say. No,
1: I'll just, you know, some of the player performances. Uh, Chiesa yeah. played yeah, the Chiesa. best game
0: of his career. He did. He uh, he did. I was I was surprised that Pirlo put out such a relatively strong squad for this game. Oh
1: well, yes and no, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo. He Morata. played. He didn't. He did good. Uh, Ronaldo. But it was more so I'd say Morata and Chiesa.
0: Yeah, those guys were. played outstanding.
1: Chesney started to make an amazing save at one 0 or else it would have been a tie game. Yeah. Chesney made a huge save. McKenney the American, got a run and he did uh yeah.
0: pretty good. Ramsey moved back to the center mid. Did yeah.
1: not didn't play that great. No, he uh he hasn't played in a while, so no. Just to get his legs going. Yeah. But Chiesa, that right wing back position. Right midfield position, whatever you want to call it, he's he's essentially the lone player on the right side.
0: Yeah,
1: he is owning that position. That is the position Christian and I said is his position, that's his, that's where he has position. to play. Uh, because he's better, he's better running into the box on the end of a cross or pinning in a cross. I know he's good at dribbling and beating guys one on one, but he slows down the play too much he when he does that. He's better with his off the ball work. Yeah, and he's
0: found showed, that. He's found showed. that. So. Routine. Kudos to him, Keza. Yeah. Routine. It's uh, looking
1: good for Juve. Everyone's in form.
0: Everyone's in form. Let's see if they can carry it into the city. A. Ah, yeah. Because that's where they be, seem to struggle. And then, of course, in the other game, Barca hammering Ferencvaros.
1: Yeah. Griezmann, he's uh, come to life. He he's has. He's been playing the best football since he's been at Barcelona. He scored a beautiful back flick. Cheeky Dembele was unbelievable. Yeah. He was involved in all three goals. And, yeah. And uh,
0: well, Martin
1: Brathwaite scoring again yeah <laughs> <And> <laughs> most, most informed strikers
0: definitely in europe definitely so this group's been done for a while yeah i mean barca and juventus play each other in match day six which will be more like a friendly just a tune-up game just to it keep should the be, form but you know messi
1: and ronaldo that's gonna be
0: oh yeah those two of course they're gonna play when it doesn't matter but yeah they're gonna it is what it is but the game of the group in match day six is going to be Kiev and Farrakh Varos because both of them sit on one point and the winner goes into the Europa League. Yes. And both teams will be vying to go into the Europa League. They they kind of knew how difficult it would be to have any chance of qualifying for the round of 16 for the Champions League. I think that the, both these teams had their sights set on the Europa League after the draw happened anyway Yeah, and uh, I think that game will be pretty exciting
1: well it's, you know and the Barcelona sorry bring it back to that it is kind of important actually for Juve if you think about it because if all the Italian teams finish uh, second and Juve finishes first it only leaves them a certain amount of teams they can pair up with mm-hmm. in uh, the Champions League second stage so for instance if it was the end right now that would be Petit Saint-Germain that would be Seville that would be FC Porto Shakhtar Donetsk, Atletico Madrid. So I'd rather play those teams as opposed to finish second and have to face the likes of Bayern Munich, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Borussia Dortmund. That's a much harder... Man United, that's a much harder path. Yeah, path. So actually, in the long scheme... But they got to overcome quite a deficit, though. 3-0, they got to overcome. Because of the head to head, yeah, it was 3-0, right? The first game.
0: Thought it was two, two, yeah. Anyway, we got to overcome
1: that deficit. Yeah, so so it ends up being a big game because you have so many Italian teams that look like they're gonna finish second, and uh, that influences if Juve finishes first, who they're gonna play. So
0: for sure, for sure, that sums up our Italian teams and in those respective groups. I guess we we can start with Group A. A quick recap: Uh, Bayern and Atletico tying.
1: Yeah, Bayern didn't play too great, uh, yeah. but they were able to tie the game with a B team, essentially. Chupamoting moting started up top. You had yeah. the, uh, Douglas Costa, the former Juve player. He started this game. Not a not a great lineup. Uh, Nubal, goalkeeper, young goalkeeper. Net yep. Adi Mambi, left wing back, Sar, right wing back, and what's this guy's name here? Jamal Musiala. Yeah. So a bunch of youth players. Yeah. And they, they still and tied. They still got a result, so. Yeah. It goes to show how strong this team is. Yeah.
0: They're 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 a juggernaut for sure. The they did.
1: Diego Simeone did get his tactics wrong. Yeah. In this game, but in the end it kind of it does come down to the players. You got to finish your opportunities when they're given to you.
0: For sure, you do. And they For didn't. sure. And in the second, the other game in that group, Red Arby's, uh Red Bull Salzburg beating Locomotive Moscow three to one. And this is what we were talking about. Yeah. Now it sets them up.
1: The Russian teams have been struggling. Yeah. Red Bull Salzburg, Jesse Marsh, the American, his team. They get the result. Now it just comes down to a playoff game against Atletico, Atletico Madrid. They beat
0: Atletico. They're through.
1: The Austrian sides in. Yeah, Atletico goes to Europa League.
0: Yeah, and so obviously Atletico's got the got the upper hand, being two points ahead, could sit back for a draw. Yeah. I don't see Atletico sitting back for a draw. It doesn't seem like them. They'll probably go out for the win.
1: Well, that's that's Diego Simeone' way. Sitting yeah, back. He has kind of changed his ways recently, but I think that that will benefit him if he can sit back. Yeah, because. This Austrian team plays full-out attack, leaves they the spaces do. open. It's up to the opponent to capitalize on their chances. You don't. Yeah. You know you're going to get hammered yeah. by the way they play. Yeah, You just got to be able to counter-attack and hit those spaces and
0: exactly them back and, a little bit. And you know Salzburg's going to be going for a result. They win this game. They got nothing to lose. They got nothing to lose. They win this game. They go into the round of 16. That's they fun. lose this game and somehow Mo- Locomotive Moscow wins against Bayern, who you know is going to be resting all their guys. Then... Locomotive Moscow goes into the Europa and Salzburg goes home. So Yeah. Yep. This Salzburg team is gonna be all
1: out of Well locomotive is eliminated no matter what. Even if uh well, sorry, no. No if Azurko beats Salzburg and you think if locomotive gets a win over Bayern Munich, a win over
0: no, Bayern they'll Munich. They'll never beat Bayern Munich. I know they won't, no but you, you Bayern Bayern can't Munich. leave that but, to yeah, chance.
1: That's why we play the game.
0: You can't leave that to chance. That's why yeah, that's why we play the game. So these are the standings. Bayern Munich, first place with 13 points. Atletico Madrid, six points in second place. RB Salzburg breathing right down their neck with four points. Um, and Lokomotiv Moscow with three points sitting in fourth place. That's Group A. Move over to Group C. Yeah. I mean, we, right. the most boring group. Yeah. Man
1: City, out of all those superpower teams, are the most boring, stale team I've ever watched <laughs> they, in my life. <laughs> they are. They they're like they're boar fest. they're like watching paint dry these yeah. guys. I don't know how you could have spend billions of dollars on a team be coached by Pep Guardiola and be so boring <laughs> yeah. to watch well, this is a boring group though Man City does not impress me that's
0: all I gotta say no boring yeah it was boring but I mean both teams know they're through they're not, not gonna kill each other Porto no. knows they're not gonna overtake City Porto any team that gets paired up with them watch out this Yeah, Porto's, Porto's team, dangerous
1: they are a dangerous
0: team Porto's dangerous. Porto's very dangerous. And then Marseille picking up the win over Olympiacos. Yeah. Finally getting something. Dimitri Payet scoring
1: two uh, penalties in the game. Yeah. So, Vesbos and his uh, shitty players have finally got a result.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. And with that result now... So, cities After the results for these games, City obviously is clinched first place with 13 points. Porto's clinched second with 10 points. But Olympiacos and Marseille both tied on three points going for that Europa League spot. Yep. So, villas still
1: has a chance. Still has a chance. It's a long shot. It's
0: a long shot, but we'll see what happens. So, that's Group C for you. Let's move into Group E. I, I was... Let's talk about the first game. I was surprised that Chelsea came, Chelsea no, pounded. We, I know
1: we thought Sevilla would get the yeah the win because like or the result, but the difference them. was one man yeah. in this game. The World Cup winner, mm-hmm. four goals, Olivier Giroud, finishing world class. Yeah, those beautiful dinks over go the goalie. Anywhere. He's not going anywhere. I hope Inter signs him. They've been saying
0: he's not going anywhere.
1: Frank Lampard, but you got, got Tammy go. Abraham, you got uh, Timo Werner ahead of him. He's not going to be happy if he's on the bench. He wants to be part of the the Euros, the World Cups, all that stuff. And I don't think he's gonna. He's not going to take a back seat. And for Chelsea, in the end, this is a good thing. You want my player now? Dish up the money. He's still yeah. performing in his mid thirties. Yeah, they're gonna be oh, a lot of people who are gonna. They're gonna be overpaying for him. Yeah, they're gonna be overpaying for him. But, but he's, he's a good. He's a great. Yeah, he has gets no respect. I think he is the. I don't want to get this wrong, but uh, I think he's top two for leading goal scorers in French history. Yeah. Um, Do you think so? I'm pretty sure he is. You want to Google that for me? Want to look that up quick? Start again. French leading goal scorers all time. I'm pretty sure he's one or two. Okay. In the uh, in the table for that, and he he gets absolutely no respect because he doesn't. want to know why? Because people think he's slow. For the
0: national team?
1: For the national team. Uh people think he has no speed. The guy's speed is up in his brain. He, right now. He's ten he's, steps out of everyone. Right
0: now, he is uh he's in he, right, he is in second with forty four goals. That's right. He is Is it
1: Papin is seven, it first?
0: He is he's seven goals behind Terry.
1: Terry Henry, that's a, Henry, yeah, I thought he passed Terry, but yeah, Terry Henry. So yeah, he Terry Henry he
0: passed Platini. Platini had 41.
1: So he scored more goals than Platini. And we we're saying Giroud. Zinedine Zidane was 6 with 31. Yeah, Zidane wasn't a big goal scorer. He yeah. scored important goals. He didn't score a lot of them. Yeah, so. that Giroud, phenomenal player, didn't get the respect at all during his career. He's going to be one of those players that yeah. when he retires, you're going to look back and be like, wow. wow. And
0: people don't people forget, Giroud was the guy that led Montpellier? When they Peter won the Liga. Liga, yeah, yeah. When they shocked the world, they won the Liga because nobody had Montpellier. Hey,
1: ever since he's left Arsenal, too, Arsenal's been yeah a mid-table club. Yeah, they have so. been.
0: They have been.
1: They've been needing his goals, that's yeah. for sure.
0: So, uh, and then on the other side, if you're Lopetegui, you know the, the, the disappointment. The
1: they went for the win. They went for it too, Sevilla. Yeah. Like uh, Mendy, they got spanked. Edward Mendy still played good, but yeah. Giroud, Giroud, was a difference. Yeah. Everything Giroud touched went. They in. got spanked. Sevilla strength. couldn't handle them.
0: No. So Sevilla's got to settle for second place now in the group. Uh, Chelsea's With that win, Chelsea's clinched first. 13 points. Sevilla, 10 points. But the other game uh, was was a very important game. Krasnodar beating Rennes. Yes,
1: I main history. I think that was their first Champions that League win. That was
0: their first Champions League win. And that clinches them into the Europa League. Yes, yeah,
1: surprisingly. Rennes. They've they they got to be heads. disappointed, Rennes. Yeah,
0: Rennes uh, really... Uh,
1: they dropped the ball. Safanov the uh, Russian goalie, probably the best goalie of this round, yeah. according to us, he was. He uh, was the difference. He was a beast in the air. Yeah. And uh, Ren just couldn't break him down. They couldn't yeah. break down that defense.
0: Definitely. So.
1: Surprising to see a league on a team crash out like that, especially because your competition. I say that because the Russian teams have been poor. Yeah. Like I like we said in the last podcast, they barely have any wins. The Russian teams and Ren, yeah. Ren were looking pretty decent. They were able to compete with Sevilla and Chelsea every game. But when it came to the moment that mattered,
0: flop. Definitely. Definitely. So let's move into the last group. Arguably one of the most exciting groups. Yes. Uh, the Inter what, game
1: and the Leipzig game and the Manu game. The best games of this round.
0: Coming up? or the, or the, No, that, the, the, that were played. Oh, that were played. 100%. Yes. The Leipzig game was by far the best. I that think it game was, the, was crazy. It was insane. I, and you got to give credit to at here. Yes. They gave Leipzig a run. Yep. And for Sorloth to score <laughs> in the 92nd minute to clinch this game for them, for Leipzig, yeah. was, was, was huge.
1: For anyone that didn't see the game, uh, essentially 2-0 two two lead uh, picked up for RB. Kavechi scores his first goal of his, of his hat trick, yeah. all from outside the 18. He scored yeah. his first one. RB ends up picking up the third goal and make it 3-1. We get into the 72nd minute. Kavechi again, beautiful goal from outside the 18 with his left foot. All with his left foot. Get into the 85th minute. Kavechi again, beautiful free kick. The nicest, most picturesque free kick you can imagine. Over the wall, bottom crossbar. Yeah. Bounces into the net. Beautiful shot. That's two Turkish players that scored free kicks today. Kalinoglu, the other one. Kavechi got a hat trick. All three goals coming from outside the 18, I think, on three shots. So, as perfect as a hat you can get. Yeah. After that 85th minute. Beautiful free kick the game was tied at 3-3 keeping Istanbul alive there was a mad scramble in the box after a foul made by Rafael in the 89th minute the goalie for Istanbul Gunak he punches the ball hits Sirloth in the head he doesn't even know it bounces off the crossbar, yeah. <laughs> making a wild scramble eventually Surloth gets the ball back a few minutes later two minutes later and he just hammers one in right down the middle to win it exciting crazy game
0: crazy game Crazy, crazy, crazy game, and uh, if you're RB Leipzig, you got the job done.
1: Yeah, barely, barely. But that's what makes. Yeah, that's what makes. That's what champions do. Yeah,
0: and now you have set yourself up for arguably one of the craziest games. I have to They Man- have hosting. to be Man U. Yeah, have to be Manu at home. Have to be Man, at to beat Man United at home, they, and they are in Leipzig. And you said I believe they're undefeated this year. Undefeated at home. At home. Undefeated. That's good. on the other end of it. PSG getting the job done It's Manchester United.
1: Speaking of champions, Neymar, I'm not going to lie, Neymar, ever since he's been at PSG, has not impressed me. No, This game, he showed why he's one of the best players yeah, in the world. He showed up. He's the reason why they won. He showed up. Mbappe's continued his streak of not scoring in over a year in Champions League. Yeah, And I'm going to tell you right now, I know I've been listening to a few, uh, few podcasts and they say it's because he's gone downhill a bit. It has nothing to do with going downhill. No. And Bop if you watch him, he thinks when he plays the game, he plays it like it's a video game. He always wants to beat someone one on one. Always wants to score the wonder goal.
0: Well how fitting he's on the cover for FIFA this year. Yeah.
1: He does he doesn't make the proper runs a forward would make. Everything has to be a highlight reel moment for him. Yeah. He's got to beat a guy, beat two guys, three guys, top corner. It always has to be beautiful. And therefore, you're not going to ever score because it's not realistic. Yeah. It becomes so obvious what you always want to do. Yeah. Telegraphed. And uh, that's why Mbappe's been struggling. He, again, had a stinker of a game. Very poor Champions League for him so far. Uh, Out of that whole attacking try, Neymar was the only one. Neymar ran the show. The last goal, Neymar beat three guys. In his own end. Ran yeah. it up through the middle, passed it out wide. Yeah. Ball ended up coming back into him from Rafinha. Yeah. And he tapped it in. Beautiful yeah. way to end that goal off. Yeah. From how he started. But like I said before, three Italians in this lineup. Florenzi, Veratti, Moise all started. We had Daniele Orizzato, bit of controversy with him. Yeah. yeah. not giving Fred a red card for a headbutt. He went to the VAR screen too he looked at it for two seconds and went back just gave him a yellow and then he ended up giving Fred a <laughs> second yellow yeah. when it really shouldn't have been a yellow yeah but uh at the end of the day Puko probably still feeling the pressure I think so you know it's it, they're not done and dusted yet no they do have to play
0: the weakest team in the group but it's yeah. not going to be an easy game it's not going to be an easy game look like what they did right and now Bus Seher has got nothing to lose yeah and when you play a team that's got nothing to lose they're dangerous in yeah. PSG.
1: They can't get uh, overconfident. No, I just want to ask you a question. Yeah, what do you think of De Gea as a goalie?
0: I have mixed feelings about David De Gea. I I think he's got he's had some outstanding games throughout his career. I just don't think he is. I wouldn't put David de Gea up there in the top 5. Maybe not even not even, a, not even a top 10 I like of either. current goalkeepers
1: in the world. As you can tell by the way I worded that that question, yeah. I don't I consider him he's absolute rubbish. Yeah, he he's he's they, garbage. He's garbage. The people
0: pegged him as the next Eker Casillas and how could you how could you no even way. say disrespectful. that? disrespectful. That's so disrespectful. You see the first goal he see today? Yeah. It's,
1: it's, you see the first goal? Yeah. I did. How we See how he came out of his net? Yeah, he it's puts just, his knee down on the ground, one knee down, and he just—he doesn't even keep his right hand down near his no. foot to close that gap where the ball went. What, he keeps that, it up in the that's air. That's what he
0: does. It's weird. It's—he's it's so stupid.
1: yeah near post that goal, the first goal Neymar scored. If you have a good goalie in net, that, that's not a goal. Yeah, and that immediately puts Manu under pressure. Yeah. Also, you looked at the second goal when uh, the ball flopped over to Marquinhos, and he just slid it in. The hair comes out with his feet again. Yeah. Comes out with his feet. I watched him too uh, recently, two or three Premier League games. I think he's had two free kicks scored against him, something like that. And both times he dived into his net, yeah, behind the post. Yeah,
0: true.
1: what are you doing? You dive. He looks. You dive he dive ahead he looks, of your goal line, looks, not behind your goal line.
0: He looks stiff in that.
1: He, I don't know. I think he's done. Yeah. I think he holds manu back so much. He
0: does. He does. And you know, with 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 the talent that you have in depth goal, that you, you, well, Henderson's a like, Henderson's a better, Henderson's a better goalkeeper. I, I think Henderson is a much yeah. better goalkeeper.
1: But I'm telling you, you switch goalies, you you put Navas and that for Manu, and De Gea and that for PSG. PSG lose this game. Yeah, that's what it comes Absolutely. down to. I think De Gea makes Maguire, Lindelof. He makes him look. Uh, he makes them look poor. He makes he the rest of the team look poor because they're always they
0: concede so many goals. Manu. Yeah, they do. They do. And. uh they're they're going to be in for a tough against Leipzig next week. Yeah, they are.
1: Listen, this Manchester United team's uh, honestly they're not that good. No. They rely on moments of brilliance. They do. Like mm-hmm. in this game, there was moments of brilliance where Rashford and Cavani played outstanding, and they created chances. Martial, but then they miss huge chances, like Martial as a setter, a sitter on the six yard line, oh. over the crossbar. Hammers yes. it over the crossbar. Bruno Fernandez gave him a beautiful uh, layoff in the middle of the net. Smashes it right at the goalie, I think, and the defender. I think he had two shots there. Just poor. Yeah, very poor.
0: And uh, that—that's probably going to cost him. That might cost him a Champions League spot. They might be playing Europa League for all we know. Next after next week, it's like last season. Yeah. So uh, and they'll
1: probably be favorites again. Yeah. Which is crazy they're, it's crazy because they're not a good team. They're not. They're
0: not the greatest team. They rely
1: on, uh, like we said, moments of brilliance. Moments, yeah. Rashford, you know. He's their guy. If Rashford doesn't play; they don't do too well. Yeah, just put it that way.
0: Yeah, and it's very interesting with this Manchester team. I just, I just, I don't know what to, what to think of them. I, They're I not I, good. Well, I know <laughs> they the got
1: He's being questioned for not taking Fred off after that yellow. Yeah, that's one thing he's getting destroyed in the media for. For instance, uh, how how poor his management has how has been. How do you not take off Fred? Yeah, it was obviously very fortunate to still be on the field Hothead, and you don't take him off any manager would have taken him off. Take him off there was a clip in the middle of the game too where Bruno Fernandez he looks at the bench and he sticks his arms up in the air at uh, Ole or Solskjaer and then he does the quick yeah. makes it make a sub motion after the Fred got the red, he was kind of livid, and he nice. made the sign to the the bench to make a sub. Like we need some fresh legs on, and then Solskjaer does it. So yeah. what? What's who's the who's, who's calling the shots here? Bruno Fernandez yeah. or or the manager is going to pay Ole. to be a manager? Only at the very, wheel. Very
0: strange. Yeah, only at the wheel. <laughs> but uh, that being said, uh, Group H looks like this: Manchester United, Perry, germain and RB Live are all one, two, and three on nine points. And Basak Sehir, Istanbul, We're finishes out. dead last. Three points. They are out. They got nothing to lose in their last game. But um, can have a big say on what happens in yep, the Champions League. Exactly. Though. So that wraps up the Champions League. Let's move on to our Italians, how they did in the Europa League uh, today. Uh, let's. I guess let's start with uh, AC Milan. Uh, down to nothing. No, 2 nothing
1: in 14 minutes.
0: 14 minutes, and it was going that way. And then all of a sudden, they went lights out and uh, came back. Chalinogu, Castillejo, Hog again, and Brahim Diaz uh, scoring four consecutive goals. And uh, coming back, I, again, I will say this. This team looks very different without Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Zerevich, understandably so, a different player. Picked up an assist, but that's all he really did in this game.
1: It's so weird yeah, how they struggle in Europa League, even though they are in now. Yeah. Uh, just one thing, you know, Celtic, they pulled a Celtic. Yeah. Look how many goals they've conceded in this group. Yeah. I think 16. That's a lot. Is it 16 goals? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's 16 goals.
0: And they've conceded 13 13 goals. No wait, the, the standings aren't updated, so they've conceded. Now, what standings do you access these
1: non-updated <laughs> standings. They've,
0: they've, they've conceded 17 goals after today.
1: 17 goals against yeah. in five games. How bad? That's been Celtic story. They concede and they the floodgates open. Yeah. So yeah, it's more so embarrassing that Milan even was scored on. Kyer was terrible this game. We were just, yeah, he got taken off, but he was he was terrible this game. Yeah. Kunic, terrible. Yeah. Uh, but again, Kalinoglu scored the big free kick. Haug, the Norwegian, what a player! Yeah, what a player! <laughs> yeah, holy Dio Hernandez, too.
0: Yeah, they high and Casalejo. Yeah, and all great on social media. What can't Milan do? And it's like, nice. Make it easy. That was against a Celtic team that was already out. So just, just chill out. And But they showed the character to come back from Sinodown. They Sinon did down. show the character to come back, but this Milan team already looks very different without Zlatan. But apparently he's rumored to come back against Sampdoria. But Zlatan
1: scores the goals, and they score the goals.
0: Against Celtic. Against a team that's considered the most <laughs> goals probably in the whole competition so no, far. No, I know, I know. Give me a break.
1: Give me a break. But it, I know. Milan... They're very strange, but you know what? They're a good team because they don't have to play good, and they win. The sign of an amazing team. You can play like absolute garbage, and you still win. That's what championship teams do. The fall of do you want to see me like crash, So, a,
0: a little bit. A little bit. Can't stand the fans right now. But let's move let's on. Let's go to
1: Roma. What they do, they beat up on young boys. That's right.
0: <laughs> they beat up on the young boys. Three to one. Game did not start the way we wanted to. But then we got into form, we settled down, we made shots, Borja Mayoral, man, picks up a goal. Ed and Dzeko comes on, picks up a goal, gets some confidence, Calafiori, torture of a goal. Yep. What can you say? <laughs> um, Juan Jesus actually didn't play a bad game. That's probably the first game he's <laughs> played decent in, I want to say, five years, <laughs> so... So I'm 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 quite surprised by that, but this was obviously a rotation. But uh, a lot of uh, Romo was in the media in the news this week. The ownership, the Friedkin ownership, the father and son team there, uh, met with the squad before the game after the after the Napoli drubbing and told them, "Listen, that was embarrassing, and you guys better pick it up now. We want to yeah. see this turnaround now. now." <laughs> I love that in ownership. I love yeah. that ownership goes right to the squad and says, "Oh, you guys played like a bunch of baccalags. What's wrong with you? You better turn it around, or you're out the door." And look what happened. You know, it didn't start off the way we wanted it to, but we got a result against you. We got a result, and this is a good result and some good confidence that you needed before your big game this week, which we will highlight uh, in a little bit against a swallow. Very good. They clinched. A, they clinched first place in the group. Not a shock there. Um, yeah. I think the big shock from the Europa League today was Napoli again dropping one-one to to I'm, They lost to Alkmaar in the first game, and now they dropped. They tied Alchemar in the second game, and now you got to play Sociedad. And can you imagine if Cooper
1: minors scored his penalty shot? Yeah, was being saved.
0: Yeah, and. Like this so is Napoli this is are, Napoli. Yeah, they're barely hanging on here. What what's going on? You you guys beat Roma for nothing on Sunday, and you go and ha- and you go do this. And this isn't a this
1: isn't a weak team. This no. is Mertens, Insigne, Politano yeah. started this game. Zielinski, Fabian this, Ruiz, Bakayoko. This, this is a pisses, starting lineup.
0: This pisses me off as a Roma fan because we got hammered on Sunday, and then they go and do this.
1: But that's what we got to see with Napoli. The, Roma. Got hammered because I know, of the passing of Diego Maradona. Yeah, we got it wrong, and you got it wrong tactically. Yeah. But the the Diego Maradona factor was huge for Napoli. And now it's disappeared. It's it's already worn off for them. Yeah,
0: it's already worn off. So I don't know. I mean, I th- they could be out. They could be out after next week. They left it now. You know, Sociedad beats them. They and left it Al-Kumar now. beats Rayeka, which they probably will.
1: Rayeka was up. No, but the crazy thing is, Rayeka was up twice against Real Sociedad too.
0: See, now this forces thing. Napoli and Sociedad to go after each other. I know.
1: The best team in Spain yeah. right now. First place in Spain. Yeah. 24 points I against, mean, against because the Napoli. Because Napoli's
0: two points up on Sociedad, Napoli. The thing that might scare me is, I don't think Atuso would do this, but knowing that he's two points up, he might go out and play for the draw. I and that, that would I backfire. I think that's going to That would backfire big time. Ball. Yeah. Big time. So then he has to go on attack and open up and expose himself to a Sociedad team that's going to have pressure to win this game to get through. Listen, Napoli they win the first game between them 1-0. Yeah.
1: Zed, the only thing, so they're 7th in the Eredivisie. Yeah. So, you had to beat them. The only thing I would say is they're undefeated. They yeah. haven't lost a game in the Eredivisie either. Yeah. Undefeated. So, they are a tough team to beat. But Napoli, you have to do it when it matters. You do. And this is what this Napoli team has never been able to do. No. Nope. The year Mauricio Sari was there as a the coach. All they had to do was get a result against Fiorentina. And
0: <laughs> they couldn't do it.
1: And they choked. Yeah. And they choked. And it's like this. This is what it reminds me of. Yeah, You just have to beat Alkmaar to get out of your group. And you choked. You choked. You choked. Yeah. But we'll see if the choking continues against Real Sociedad. Yeah. Me, personally, I'm a bit worried. Uh, uh, I'm worried. Spanish teams are have been historically the best teams in yeah. Europe the past decade. I'm
0: worried i I think Napoli's. I think Napoli's out the door. I think so too. Which I think Napoli's out the door.
1: Which doesn't look good for City. Ah, yeah, that's why it no. disappoints me.
0: Yeah, what?
1: but Let's... we'll see. We gotta it has to be played. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Insigne too. Before we leave this game, Insigne. I don't understand as a player. I gave him credit in the national team. This guy is another guy. He does not step up when it matters. No, just doesn't do it. No, he's a very frustrating player, Insigne, because he he should be at the peak of his powers right now. Yeah. But he's not. He has so much promise, so much technical ability. He's just... uh, He's too... He's too frail. Yeah. He's not strong enough. Not fast enough. Not athletic enough. Yeah. And it it happens... uh, You know, it dampens his performances. Yeah. Especially in today's modern football where it's all about speed and athletic ability. Yeah. He gets lost in these games. And I want to see Insigne just come out of his shell and start taking over games. Yeah. And Gattuso... Putting him in the team so that that can happen, but we'll see what happens. We'll
0: see what happens. We'll see what happens. So that wraps up Europa League. Let's move on to Serie A Match Day Ten. Some big games to talk about. I'm excited. I I love City I just I just love City Serie A. Serie A is so great. So let's start. Let's just let's just jump right in. First day, first game to kick us off on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Spezia will be hosting Lazio at the Stadio Tino Manuzzi. I, I, this is going to be a tough game to call, I think. I think it is because, and looking at these two head-to-head, they've never played each other. Yeah, They've never played each other. Lazio, for sure, Simone and is going to have one eye on that Club Brugge game. Right? So I think we're going to see a bit of a squad rotation. Mm-hmm. And Lazio, again, the theme with this Lazio team is survive. Yeah, it is. Right? And you're going up against a Spezia team that's been got four draws out of nine games has only lost three times um has conceded 17 goals but has scored 13 and they're sitting mid-table and we were talking about it last week uh or last podcast Vincenzo italiano he is he knows what he's doing with this squad he's he knows what works and what they're doing is working you're coming up against a lazio team lazio surprised us last week when they got Spanked by Udinese. Well, that's. But this is where the key is going to be. So Udinese,
1: once again, one of the best defensive teams in the league.
0: Spezia are not. Are not. One of the worst.
1: One of the worst. They don't play defensive either. They're an all-out, not an all-out attack team, but they're not afraid to go on the front foot and play. They're not. And bring the game to a a team. I think that's where Spezia is going to falter in this game. I think their nice little run of three games undefeated, going to stop, comes to an end right here. I can't imagine Lazio goes on back to back losses. Uh and Chiro has been red hot and he's gonna find those gaps. Yeah. And if Lazio if they have a healthy team, which it seems like they do now, I think they're uh I think it's for them to win. Yeah. They shouldn't lose this. They should not lose this. If they wanna continue. Listen, your Champions League caliber team should not be sitting in ninth place right now and you no. should not be losing to Spezia this weekend. <laughs>
0: I don't think they're gonna lose to Spezia, but I don't think they're gonna beat Spezia. I really think Spezia is gonna. I think. <laughs> I think. I I've think some whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, I think Spezia is gonna go out and they're gonna play their game, and I just think that Club Brugge game midweek coming up is just a big distraction for this Lazio team, knowing what's at stake. I, I see us. I see a tie happening in this game. I don't see Lazio losing. I see Lazio tying this game to Spezia. It's going to be a bigger point for Spezia than it is for Lazio. Uh, so if you are a betting person and you want to start creating your parlay or your bet ticket or whatever it is that you want to do, or if you're in a fantasy pool for, for pickums, um Giuliano's telling you to take Lazio in this game. I think Lazio. I'm telling you to take Spezia-Lazio to tie. And no, it's not because I'm a Romanista. It is because... It's because he's a Romanista. No, it's because I could he's pick, drinking too much whiskey. I can pick, <laughs> I could pick Lazio, hey, I could pick Lazio to win. All right. But I just the way they have been trending lately and the way Spezia's been trending, uh, I think Spezia and Lazio are all good things gotta game. come to an end. They do all good things gotta come to an end, but it's not gonna happen this weekend. So I'm Julian was telling you to take Lazio, I'm telling you to take the tie. So the next game on the list, second game of this of the of the week of the match day, the big Turin derby, Juventus hosting Torino at the Allianz Stadium.
1: This is the most one sided derby on the face of the earth. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> this is this even a derby? I know it's a derby for the city, but Torino. Let's be real.
0: Yeah. If you look at if you, look at, the, if you this? look at the history here, <laughs> the history is just wow. So. Juventus and and Torino head-to-head, Juve has won 28 times, has drawn 9 times, and lost 5 times, and has scored 77 goals. Jeez. Whereas Torino has only won 5 times, has uh, drawn 9 times, obviously, and lost 28 times, and all, has only scored 32 goals. I don't think there's much to say here. I just think this Juve team is too strong. But at the same time, I could be wrong, because Juve... Tied Benevento last week.
1: You're wrong, because Ronaldo's going to play. Yeah, Juve's right. good for two goals a game. Yeah. Torino has the worst defense in the league. True. It's going to be a hammering.
0: Well, I th- I think Juve's going to win, but... I'm telling you, Juve's going to hammer them. Hammer?
1: hammer? Like, how bad? Like, 5 nothing. Wow. 6 nothing. You think so? I think so.
0: I think Juve's going to win. I don't know if they're going to hammer like that, but... I don't think there's much to say here. I think,
1: I think they're gonna send Gianpaolo packing. Yeah, I think this is Gianpaolo's last game. Arriva Derci. Listen, Juve is looking good now.
0: They do they look aside from that Benevento game was a blip in the in the It was a blip.
1: It was a blip. They should have won. Yeah. yeah. I know they didn't in the end, but they should have won. They had the shots, they had the chances. Yeah. They, they were have, missing there's, their big biggest. There's player.
0: even more pressure on them to win this game now.
1: Ronaldo's in this game,
0: they win. Yeah, and Ronaldo's going to Ronaldo it. be here. Ronaldo will be there in this game. I don't know if he's going to
1: say, "Hey, I don't want to play against no, the Pirlo." But I don't he think he ever in. said that. But I don't think so. I, I know he, he didn't say yeah.
0: that. But. So enough said. Juve is going to win this game, hands down, hands down. Juliano says it's going to be a blowout. I think they're going to win. So we're both telling you to take Juventus. The last game on Saturday at two forty-five. Inter will be hosting Senisa Mihailovic's Bologna at the Giuseppe Meazza. What a way to end your Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. It's actually, it's a pretty exciting Saturday, I I gotta say.
1: Yeah, all the big boys. Yeah. And (laughs) all the big boys are playing,
0: right? Yeah. uh, Pretty, all Not all of them. Not all of them. Some (laughs) of them. Some of them. Um, This is where I think it's gonna be a blowout. Uh, For Inter. I Inter, I think Inter's gonna hammer Bologna.
1: They'll probably get. They'll probably concede
0: first, and then have to. I score. just think Inter's gonna <laughs> hammer. They, they got a, They got some momentum now from that Brucemuchagladbach game. They, I know Conte's got an eye on that Shakhtar game, but the r- realistically, the priority is to win Serie A, win the Scudetto, catch up to AC Milan, beat this Bologna team. This Bologna team, I think they're a really good team. I just think they're Inter's got too much quality for them, and uh, I am saying that uh, Inter's gonna win this game. Yeah, I think uh, Inter... Keep the pressure on Milan. Yeah, you have to. Please keep the pressure on Milan. Inter,
1: they're going to have to... uh, I don't think it's going to be as easy as that. I think Bologna is going to be a threat on the counterattacks with what has been Inter's Achilles heel. If you see Bastoni come in again, they're going to struggle defensively. That's been been, uh, the way it's gone. Bastoni's in, Inter can see goals. Yeah. It's that simple. I'm telling you, anyone that wants to... Take me up on my analysis of Bastoni. Watch him. He is hes a poor defender. Okay, He's not a good defender. He's a good offensive defender. One of the best with the ball at his feet. That's his strength. Uh, but not a good defender. And if he is playing and Bologna can isolate him. If Orselini can make some runs into the box. Lose Bastoni. If Musabaro can lose his left wing back. I, I think that's why you're probably not going to see Hakimi play. I think he is going to go defensive with uh, Darmian. For that reason, because he's going to know Bologna is going to have a threat. And enter uh, right now, it doesn't matter who they face. If they leave gaps in the back, they're going to concede. And when they concede, it's very hard for them to score when they fall behind in games. Like I said before, enter if enter's in front of the game, eight times out of 10, they should win. If they concede first, enter's always in trouble. I know they do. Yeah. They, they have the most goals coming back uh, from losing positions, or sorry, the most uh, points. For, yeah, from coming back and losing positions. But uh you can't do that week in week out. They struggle when they play like that. And uh I'm still gonna take the inter win. Okay. But all I'm saying is look for the tactics in this game. Mihalovic, he's gonna be he's gonna be smart. He's gonna know how to pick Conte's plan apart, whether his forwards can get it done. That's what it's gonna come down to. I don't think Bologna has the depth to do that. Inter has Lukaku that's going to be the difference and Lotaro yeah. is due to score a goal because he's had 100 shots he hasn't scored so I think he's due for a goal
0: there you go so if, Average has been. if terrible. you're keeping track we're both telling you to take Inter I think it's going to be a lot easier than Giuliano says but Giuliano says it's going to be a bit of a
1: maybe this is a game where you can play Erickson. maybe use some of that depth in your midfield yeah, we'll see we'll give see. A Barella a
0: rest or something but we'll see. we'll see let's move on to Sunday morning's game at 6.30am Hellas Verona hosting Cagliari Hellas Verona has boasting one of the best defenses in the league uh also having the best goalkeeper in the league right now as well. Yes. Uh, they are at home. Uh, I think that the Hellas Verona has had the upper hand um, in the head-to-head statistics against Cagliari. They've, they have had the upper hand. This Cagliari team, they're scoring. They're mediocre. They get the wins that they need to. And then, you know, they. I just think what they're doing right now, and that statistic that Giuliano read to you last week, where they, they're... they're they're going they're conceding the most, the, the most shots most. in the league. But then Hellas Verona is one of them too, right? Which is They're up there. They're up there, but, but they're a the difference. See, that's
1: crazy. And Verona doesn't have good scoring. That's crazy. It is crazy. That's I, that's crazy. That stat is crazy. That's that's that stat is crazy. crazy. For anybody that didn't hear that, listen to the last podcast. Yeah. It's actually Hellas Verona concedes uh some of the most shots in the league.
0: But like on goal. Like on shots goal, on target. On target yeah. but
1: they have almost the least amount of goals. Yeah, in the league. they Most they do. You Them and Juve are, are, are the best. Tied on bat, seven, right? Tied on seven. So that goes to show you how good Silvestri's
0: been. Yeah, Marco Silvestri, stud Alessio Cragno. But we talked about Cagliari, and we thought we said, you know, if you want to go way back to our first podcast, we said yeah. Alessio Cragno, you're going to be busy this year. And the guy is. I like, really feel busy. for him. He's he's good goalkeeper, but he's just been really busy. Anyways, going back to this game. I think Hells Verona has too much quality for this Cagliari team. I think they, they, Cagliari is not going to know what to do when Hells Verona plays shutdown. Marco Silvestri steps up, and they're so, they're so vulnerable at the back right now, Cagliari. I think Verona wins this game. I don't, I don't think it's leaning towards a draw at all, and I don't even think it leads close to a I I can't take Cagliari in this game. I don't know why. Hells Verona, there's something special going on with them right now. They're Ivan Juric has got this team running like uh, the best they could run. This team plays so well as a team. But you look, so they
1: just recently played each other in the Italia.
0: And yes, Hells Verona lost that game. 2-1. I'm not too... I'm not fazed by that. I yeah. think
1: Hells Verona is going to win this
0: game. That's my... What do you think about this game?
1: I'm going to say that Italia game is going to be in the back of both coaches' minds. I think they're going to, for that reason take a reserved approach. I don't think Verona will lose. I think Juric is smart enough to correct his mistakes. I think Eusebio is too brash, and he thinks, oh, I beat them. I can do it again with the same plan. I think that's how Zabio thinks. Juric is going to make the changes, and I think for that, it's going to be a bit of a stalemate. I see... For me, I see a draw. I'm leaning more towards a draw than a Verona victory, okay. but I don't see Cagliari winning okay. this game.
0: So... Juliano's telling you to take the draw of this game. I'm telling you to take Hellas Verona to win. Yeah, that's it's somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. That's what I would say, too. Khalidi, well, they can see too many shots. They do. And Zekani, watch out. Watch out, Cagliari. Watch out. So let's move on to the next game. Fabio Liverani's Parma. Yeah. Hosting Benevento. It's going to be an interesting game parma turned it around yeah. Kraus came out like you said last week our last podcast that he doesn't want, he's it's a four-man defense now seemed to work yeah going up against a Benevento team uh I think this is one of the games where you're gonna see uh, people in zagi go on the attack put this Benevento team on the attack and you gotta think they're confident especially scraping a one-1 draw with Juventus Um, But I think we're in a turning point now with this Parma team. Um, I think they're figuring out what is working. This Parma team doesn't have many weapons in their arsenal. But Rebbi Leverani is finding a way now to make the most of it. And the big guy that they have, Gervinho. That's just... That's their only weapon. That's really their only weapon. And he's very easy to shut down. He, I understand that. But. I just don't know if this Benevento team can shut him down. As much as I like the pairing of Caldirola and Camille Glick back there for Benevento, I just think they're way too vulnerable, especially if they go out on the attack. When they go out on the attack, they Benevento will go out and attack. But the thing about Benevento is they leave so many holes when they go out and attack. They are so susceptible to being scored on they don't have a solid goalkeeper montipo he's had maybe one or two games all good games all season so far so i'm not picking many draws i just i think parma's gonna win this game i think parma's gonna build on their momentum from the last game even though it was they didn't play a great team but parma is a team that is way too good for, i not way too good They're they're good they're too good for the bottom three I think they're... And they know how close they are to the bottom three. So getting this win against Benevento is crucial. Knowing that you're at home is well, is a good thing.
1: And I think Parma's going to win this game. Yeah, definitely. Parma's weakness is scoring goals. They only get a goal a game. Yeah. Benevento, also one of the worst defenses in the league. So can Parma get that goal in? But Benevento is not that great at scoring either. No. Oh. Uh, and that's the thing, but Bene- Bene- Benevento—they play in your face. They don't let you breathe. They don't. They've been playing a lot better. Two they games few now. But and there's, there's
0: going to be holes.
1: Yeah, you can guarantee there's going to be holes.
0: There's going to be. And the mentality—it's—it's
1: a- it's easy to play against the big teams like Juve. You don't yeah. have to motivate yourself for that. Yeah. The hard—these are the harder games. Yeah, they are. These are the harder games to motis- motivate yourself for. And I'm leaning towards a another draw here. The draw? Think, yeah. Okay. I hate saying draws. I hate picking draws. Am I going to lead to a draw. I know both these teams lead goals, but they don't score
0: either. Yeah. And uh, they're 15th and 16th on the table. So Penavento's 15th.
1: I think we're at the stage now in the season where teams, we're not going to see high goal scoring games anymore. Teams okay. are going to play a little bit more conservative, get to the winter break in a decent position, and reevaluate the season yep. from there. I think that's what happens usually the goals tail, tail off uh, from the beginning. They start to tail off at this point, and I think you'll see a draw here. For
0: okay.
1: Because now it's about these teams realize where they are, yep. and it's about survival.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: No, let's not kid ourselves. Benevento has three wins and a draw, but they're still in survival mode only with a one-point difference between the two.
0: For sure. So, Juliano's trying to take the draw here. I'm trying to take part of my win. Let's move on to the next game. The biggest game at 9 o'clock. Probably the biggest game on Sunday. Roma hosting Sassuolo at the Stadio Olimpico. This is going to be an exciting game. Uh, Sassuolo surprising the world right now. Surprising everybody in Italy. Uh, sitting in third place right now. Um, on even points with Inter at 18. And Roma sitting in sixth, po- sixth place. Just one point behind them with 17 points. Uh, Sassuolo only losing one game so far to Inter. And Roma, uh, you know, getting hammered last week to, to Napoli. But uh, I think it was a blip. I, 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 personally, think so I personally think it was a blip. I think Roma is one of the most informed teams in Europe right now. I'm not going to say too much about them. We have an objective. <laughs> Top four is the objective. And I love how this ownership group goes into the locker room and calls out these people these players. It's very rare that you see that. I really like how invested the Friedkin group is is, is in, the, in their team. And uh, we saw a result. Even though they didn't have to do anything in this game today against uh, Young Boys, they still came out and they won because Friedkin said, you guys better turn around because we don't want to see that again. And I honestly think they're going to make an example out of Sassuolo this week. They're at home. Roma... Aiming for a top four. They want to get over that Napoli horror show because that was a horror show. Whether we want to let, think of that, think it was or not, it was a horror show. It really was. And uh, I just think this Roma team has got too much quality. This Aswolo team. They're very similar teams,
1: the way they, they approach the games.
0: They're very similar teams, but swallow's only beaten Roma once ever.
1: And it was in their last game.
0: <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> earlier in the year. That doesn't matter. It was 4-2. They smashed them. Yeah, they smashed. Yeah, but earlier in the year, in September, Roma smashed them 4-2. Okay. Roma was in a crisis last year. Roma knows what they're capable of. Roma knows their identity. And Zecho came off the bench and scored a goal today. There's some confidence. Super sub. There's some confidence. Okay. In this Roma team. This Roma team. I don't think they line up I don't think they line up Similarly I really don't I just I'm curious to see How Sassuolo's Trident Will go Will really test That back three Especially if Fonseca lines up With the three Center backs At the back It'll be interesting To see But at the same time How is that Sassuolo defense Gonna handle How is they gonna? How are they gonna Handle Pedro And how are they Gonna handle Mikatarian? That's a big question And have they played A team like that Yet in City A I don't think so. I don't think so, no. The
1: swallow that is their glaring weakness. Yeah. They have a great attack, but when they go forward, they leave
0: holes. They leave holes, and this Roma team swallows up any opportunity they can get. Yeah. This Roma team plays a, their best. Their best. They play their absolute best on the counterattack. Sassuolo is a team that loves to attack. So we're going to see a, a Sassuolo team... Putting the pressure on, on Roma and we're gonna see Roma expose those holes at Swallow. I think you're gonna see I think you're gonna see Solo dominate possession, 60, 65% possession. And you're gonna see Pedro make those runs, Mkhitaryan make those runs down the flanks into Zecco. Zecco finishes the ball. Lorenzo Pellegrini, you got a weapon in Lorenzo Pellegrini who did place at swallow on loan. Can't forget that. Yep, yep. Dangerous, he's got a dangerous foot outside of the eighteen. Okay, Jordan Vertu, Brian Cristante's got to bounce back. This team, I'm very positive about this Roma team. This is the example you have to this, make. This is sounding like the Napoli game. No. no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't this positive about the Napoli game. I did pick Roma to win. Yeah. But I'm very. I think they they made a mistake. They learned from it. Now it's time to turn it around. And keep going You know the objective This is a very important So Swallow is in the top four You want to be in the top four You got to beat this team So and You're at that's home That's true Beat them Let's that's go true. Roma to win this game What do you think about this game?
1: I think Roma have The better quality From top to bottom Wow And, and on the bench Wow They do they do. They have the bigger budget. That's the biggest money.
0: compliment he's ever made about <laughs> the Jollorasi. Holy cow! I'm impressed.
1: What are you doing? They're starting a lineup. they their starting lineup—they have the better players. It's a matter of how Fonseca is going to put these players out on the field.
0: Uh, I, I, I almost I,
1: don't want to see Jaco start for Roma anymore. I think he's done at Roma. I
0: don't, I don't think he's
1: done. I he th- has. He can be a sub. I, I don't want to see him start. I. He's the captain. I don't care. Put a captain armband on someone else. Doesn't matter. You can be a cheerleader on the bench. I don't
0: know. I I think... I think Edin Zeko is... That's what I
1: mean. With players, this has been Roma's problem forever. He's your guy. Players... Roma... You got to know what to get rid of a player. Okay? Zeko's done. No, he's... He's done. done. No. Time to go. Should have sold him to Juve.
0: Well, we were going to.
1: Should have. Should have got rid of him.
0: We were going to, but then that clown, Mealy, screwed everything up. (laughs) What a shock.
1: It's time to go. When When you have... When your four line's playing this good...
0: Yes, I'll give you that. They're playing it. very good. That's the only reason. Him. If
1: they weren't playing, if they weren't playing good, of course, play yeah, Jekyll. Yeah. But they're playing phenomenal. They are. They are. And and,
0: then, and, and you, you have even though he's not scoring as much, I think bringing Borja Mayoral in, he offers you a different option. But
1: I'd I'd pick him over. I'd I'd pick Jack over him to come off the bench. I wouldn't bring him Borja.
0: Borja Mayoral plays up there when Jack when Jekyll's not playing.
1: No, well, Megatarian Megatarian leads think. the line. But Mikatarian plays behind
0: Borja Mayoral. He plays on side by side with Pedro. They play like a Christmas tree. Yeah, but it, it, Borja
1: Mayoral, he's only been coming in at moments. He hasn't started every time. Those three,
0: most of the time, he started because then, listen, I understand where you're going, where you want to go, Mikatarian in a false nine. I don't think that's going to work against a Swallow. I think you got to put a big
1: guy up there. Like what they've what they done. They've played Pellegrini in the advanced positions too with Mkhitaryan Pedro. That works good. Yes. That works outstanding. For me, Jekyll's not needed. He can I come beg the to differ.
0: I beg to differ. I think he offers a lot to this Roma team. On the bench. As a leader. No, on the field.
1: Well, he can lead on the bench like Buffon does. On the field.
0: On the field. I think Aaron Dzeko... Especially getting that goal against young boys. he, he He's back to Ed and Zekko. It's easy to beat up on young boys. You got to <laughs> do it against the men. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. But anyways, I'm trying to take the Roma win. What are you saying?
1: I'm going to take the Roma win. They have the better quality. Okay. So Swallow pulls one off. I, it, so Swallow can't keep up this momentum they've had all season. It's impossible. They don't have the depth. Teams are going to figure them out. Just a matter of time. Roma... They have the pieces you can only rely so long on Locatelli Berardi and Caputo yeah we, you know pulling the strings for you week in week out Geric, Boga, they play great too but once those guys are gone who's there Zraspadori does a lot to prove the defense has holes in it for Sosuolo it's just it's not the same we saw Inter they played a very reserved approach completely destroyed Sosuolo so that's what I'm curious I think Roma like you said do take that approach and I think they capitalize on uh, the holes left in the defense by Sassuolo. Okay.
0: So we're both time take Roma. Let's move on to the next game. Udinese hosting Atalanta at the Dacia Arena. This this is going to be an interesting This'll game. This will be an interesting game. Yeah, I think it's very. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. This is back-to-back games where Atalanta is going to
1: be playing against teams that... Well, actually, this is three games in a row. So they played Hellas Verona. They lost 2 nothing. They played Michelin, who sat everyone back. They drew 1-1. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to play Udinese, who's who going to set everyone back. So they out their... Are they going to get a win on their third try, playing against teams that you know shut everything down on the back? There's been a lot of frustration at Atalanta. All their strikers are out of form. They're not performing. It's time for Gasparini to maybe play some new blood up top. You have Mirenchuk. Malinowski thinks had uh, injuries or COVID. Maybe it's time to switch something out. Yeah. Maybe there's time to maybe Gasparini changes his game plan.
0: This Udinese team has really figured out their defense. They're very stingy back there. They've they've got two clean sheets in the past three games, but they've really they've only conceded one goal in their last three games. Going up against an Atalanta team that, as you said, Giuliano, the offense is really dried up. Yes, and they're going through a really big blip right now. And they got a really important game midweek, so you know their eyes will be focused on that Ajax game. Uh... Udinese, on the other hand, have really turned it around. They've they've found their way. Big big scalp, big three points off Lazio last week. But they're they're, they're building up now. They're building up. They the offense is firing now. Rodrigo de um, Rodrigo de came out and said, "I'll never." He's like, "I'll own." I'll never ask to leave Udinese he just came out and said that. Yeah. So you have a you have a player like Rodrigo De Paul that wants to stay at Udinese for a long long time. Um and and, and they're, they're they're really starting to figure things out. I got to give a lot of respect to this Udinese team. They got a great goalkeeper and one Musso. I think this game, I don't think Atalanta... I think Atalanta's going to really struggle in this game. I think so too. What, like
1: Udinese has three wins in the last six. Yeah. Uh they've only lost two games in the last six. Yeah. Atalanta have one win in their last six yeah. City games. It's dreadful. Terrible. Even in Champions League they've kind of slowed down. Yeah. They're just slowing down overall. Yeah, The goals are completely dried up. Will this be the game they turn it around against like we said shots on target only two teams better than it. Napoli and Juve have yeah. the two have better defense so than can, Udine.
0: Can Atalanta try and crack the code and get get there, get through and make some they chances? They failed twice now.
1: They failed against like we said Alice Verona. Yeah. They ran up against uh, Red Hot Silvestri. They failed against Michelin even though they
0: tied. So what do you think is going to happen in this game?
1: I don't know. I, th- I don't think if Gasparini is a great coach the media makes him out to be you shouldn't go three games in a row and not get a win from teams that play this style of sitting back. Okay. I think they're due for a win for that reason. I think Gasparini, this is going to be a true reflection of his coaching ability. If he, if he can't motivate his team to get a victory after playing three teams in a row that sit back, then I don't know what you do with Gasparini. Then he's not the real deal. If you're a good coach, you figure out a way how to do this. And they need it because they've been they've been figured out. I think it's a combination of they've been figured out. And their strikers have uh, lost a bit of form. But I think it's more so Atalanta has been figured out. Their game plan has been exposed. It's nothing groundbreaking. It's just high pressure, high octane passing combinations up front. Use the wing backs. They do a lot of uh, across the field passes. Overload the box, crosses in, score. That's how they do it. Fire post, crosses and they score. It's been figured out. And when you sit guys back in the box, it's impossible to play that way. So Atalanta has to change it up and we'll see if Gasparini can come up with something so what do you think? I have faith in Gasparini I think he I think he gives Papu Gomez a new role and I think Papu Gomez is going to score a goal in this game and it'll be the difference so you think Atalanta I, think so. I, I th- you have to Atalanta this run can't continue well if it continues and they go and lose to Ajax I don't know Atalanta where they end up finishing the season
0: I, I strongly believe we're seeing the fall of Atalanta. They've been figured out. And uh, I don't think Udinese is going to beat them, but I think Udinese is going to salvage a draw yeah. in this game. And that's going to put a lot of pressure on Atalanta. And then Atalanta's got to go into that game against Ajax. And we'll talk about that later in the week. But for the time being, I think Udinese and Atalanta are going to draw. So if you're a betting person, Juliano's telling you to take Atalanta. I'm telling you to take the draw. Let's move on to the next game. Even though Napoli pulled out a draw against Alkmaar, I don't think they're going to drop this game. They I, go, they're go; <laughs> they paying a visit to the Ezio in Calabria against Crotone.
1: Every time we bring this team up, it's there's nothing to analyze here.
0: No. The the worst team. The worst team in Serie A. They're they're embarrassing to watch. They're
1: not good at anything. They're not good at
0: anything. I don't think I've watched one Crotone game I, this season. I, I have. They're, uh, I they're can't. terrible. Yeah, they're terrible. So, Gennaro Gattuso is going to want some momentum for that Sociedad game. And Napoli are competing for top 4, possibly a Scudetto. Who knows? And uh I think Napoli is going to smash Crotone. Yeah, that's Crotone. And I- if la- if Crotone loses it gets smashed and does not fire their coach? I don't know what's going on in that in that squad. In 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 that management.
1: But yeah, with throw Stropa- up uh Listen, I think you got to park the bus, put eleven guys on the goal line. yeah <laughs> San, <laughs>
0: San Marino tactics. San Marino tactics.
1: That's obviously no exaggeration, but yeah, they got to come up with something different here. Yep, you have to take advantage of the fact that Napoli are playing a few days after this game. You play once a week. Get your guys to run, 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 run like they've never run before. That's all there is to it. At least go on the field and put everything out there. And just don't take a beating. That's what they got to do. See what happens. And uh, I don't see that from Crotone. I feel like a lot of these guys' their confidence is gone. Yeah. Seems like every shot they get against them goes in. And nothing just clicking up front. They score no goals. They concede a ton of goals. That's The right. worst. The worst combination.
0: I think we're both telling to take Napoli in this game.
1: Has to. Unless some freak of nature result happens. Some fluke some
0: penalty or something pre-deflected like
1: goals and a penalty for Crotone. I don't see uh, yeah. there's no way no not
0: at all anyways let's move on to the next game Sampdoria are hosting AC Milan at the Stadio Comunale Luigi Ferraris
1: you're dying to see these guys
0: <laughs> dying it's not gonna be this week uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic trying to come back for this game mistake how long's it been two, two weeks two weeks I think mistake yeah so no way yeah so uh, Sampdoria hosting Milan the tinkerman will have his work cut out for him against this AC Milan team that is just firing on all cylinders um, Sampdoria they're a weird team they're a weird team they
1: they are just they win when you don't expect them to win they lose when you expect them to win <laughs> yeah um, like you go Coppa Italia you get smashed 3-1 by Genoa
0: yeah what <laughs> I know. How does that happen? I don't know. I don't know. But this Milan team, they are they are red hot right now. Finding ways to win, even without Zlatan. It's interesting to see who they start. Well, obviously Romagnoli is going to start back there. But it looks, I don't know if Chiara is going to play. Um, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, in my opinion, this should be a routine win for AC Milan. So I am going to tell, tell you to take Milan to win this game
1: yeah I think Milan too they showed today they got too many uh, yeah. options Casilejo Brevich they've all played uh, standing hog now scoring hog yeah. T.R. Hernandez if he keeps doing what he's doing Donnarumma keeps having great performances Yep. now the question mark is yeah if Kier is missing I think that's a big hole yeah Gabia yeah. can play he impressed me at the beginning of the yeah, season Doesn't
0: really lean on Romagnoli now
1: but now you're leaning on Romagnoli he's, yeah.
0: he's played well the past he two he played years. but he didn't
1: look good in the Celtic game uh, that's where you hope as a Milan fan, which has always been their weakness the past ten years, has been the defense. You hope that Kyer is healthy.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: You hope he's healthy. Yeah, and that he's not going to be missing uh, games here. Yeah, that's going to be a big mess. Uh, yeah, but it should be a problem against. It shouldn't be a problem against Sampdoria. No, it shouldn't be. They're scoring goals like no one's business, and again, they concede less than a
0: goal a game. Yeah, so. so Doria don't have a lot of goal scoring options. No. So we're both tired to take Milan in this game. And then on Monday, I don't know why Genoa gets so many Monday games. It's rid- because they're garbage. It's ridiculous. Monday games are for the garbage game. Seriously. So you got Genoa paying a visit to Fiorentina. So you got a Genoa team that is a disaster. Like a disaster. Like I, I didn't, they don't even look like a like a soccer team going up against a team that hasn't scored in a month. something's got to give here Jules something's got to give here this is yeah I don't know something's got to give here and I mean I in in my opinion I think this is a must win game for Cesare Prandelli very (laughs) early early on (laughs) seriously like if you drop this game to Genoa now (laughs) I mean you could be out of a job three games in because you haven't done anything with this Fiorentina team right now they might have been better off with Beppe Iacchini seriously uh yeah might be bring the hat back. He's still on the payroll, so <laughs> jeez. Prendali, yeah, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. It was a mistake,
1: but I think that mistake continues. I think this is Genoa. Genoa is going to get a result here.
0: Genoa needs. This is Genoa needs a lifeline here, and Listen,
1: Genoa has the players. They have the. They beat Sampdoria. They can score goals. scamaca is a good player. Both of these teams have so many holes. It's going to be who can capitalize on mistakes. Yeah. Caso like I said, that guy has to start stepping up when it matters. Yeah. Uh, but he, he... His heart's not in it anymore when he no, plays. No, it's, it's not. You I think he's tell. fed up with Fiorentina.
0: I think, I think he realized that he made a big mistake and... He got his
1: house broken into and stuff yeah. and you can tell he just doesn't want to be there anymore. They're so poor he's done with them. Yeah. Uh, it's not feeling good. Genoa, Genoa I think has a bit of momentum. That Coppa Italia win, that Derby win and they tied Sampdoria too. Yeah. So they played already two derby games against Amdoria. Haven't lost either game.
0: And Mattia Perin comes back.
1: Mattia Perin comes back. There's pieces to this team. They won their first game 4-1 I think it was, 3-1 against Crotone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they can score goals against garbage teams. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. So I think I think uh Genoa will do it. They have goals in them. They have good players.
0: I Think Genoa beats Fiorentina. Eh? They're
1: just not jelling. I do think Genoa beats Fiorentina. Fiorentina, if they keep this up, you might see them in Serie B. Yeah, seriously. You might see them in Serie
0: B. They look terrible. They do. I just can't see Genoa winning this game. Though. That's the problem. I think we're gonna see a zero-zero tie. Oh man, game! And Fiorentina's gonna go five games without scoring a goal. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just, I, 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 I have Genoa pegged to survive this year. They just look they 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 I, they just look all over the place with Rolando Maran. They don't have any identity. Uh, they're a mess. And if I,
1: Maran doesn't win this game, count him out. Yeah,
0: he's done. You got to change the guard here.
1: You really do. They were asking for his scalp last weekend. Yeah, this is this is it. This is it. You don't right? beat a team that hasn't scored in five games, four games, four five. games. If you don't
0: make it five games, you're done. Yeah, you're finished. Yeah, I think so. So, Juliano's telling you to take. or Genoa to win and I'm telling you you I'm telling you to take the tie Uh, this Fiorentina team is beyond disappointing very disappointing beyond disappointing so uh, those are our predictions and previews for the Serie A match day 10 Um, is there anything you want to talk about
1: yeah to the Americans Pulisic Giovanni Reina McKinney played outstanding Uh, just to bring it back to Champions League uh, I haven't seen American players this uh involved in champions league in a long time and it's good mm-hmm. to see uh the talent from north america coming through so yeah that's just the one thing i wanted to say
0: okay well i got a couple things uh i'm gonna bring it to the national team so the draw for the nations league did happen for the semi-final and final so italy has been paired up in the their semi semi-final tie with España, spain um, rivalry continues. The rivalry continues. I'm actually really excited about this game. Uh, Italy-Spain is always a great, always a fun game. Uh, aside from that Euro 2012 final, which was a disaster, but other than that, every other Italy-Spain game has been has been lights out. Um, and then France will be playing uh, Belgium. Yes, the Neighbors will be playing. That will be an interesting tie too. Um, These games will take place. So this tournament will take place in Italy from October October 6th to 10th in 2021. So in the the new year after the Euros. Um, So Italy will open the competition against Spain. They'll be playing at the San Siro um the next day followed by belgium playing france at the sanse si- or at the juventus stadium in torino the next day the third place and final are both set for october the 10th so it'll guarantee two games here uh, very early on the perception for italy has changed roberto mancini has even said that um i kind of think that italy's on a much higher trajectory right now than spain call me crazy but uh, I really do think so. Spain are in a kind of a rebuild as well but I just think Italy has progressed a little bit quicker than uh, than Spain. So I, really, I think we're gonna probably see an Italy France final to be honest with you and I'd love to see that that'd be you're going up against the big dogs there right? Yeah, that's
1: Italy's two biggest rivals in the yeah in the 21st century France and Spain.. Yep. So
0: I'd love to see them play both of them. Really, it would Me too. really kind of
1: it'd be full circle.
0: Yeah, it would be. It would be full circle. We'd so coming full circle, uh, we'll see what happens there. I can't wait for it. It's going to be exciting. Uh, and that being said, too, uh, the standings for FIFA the men's rankings have been updated, and Italy are back in the top ten for the first time in four years. Uh, FIFA rankings? Who cares? Who cares? But it's back where we belong in the top ten, undefeated in two years. FIFA rankings are a joke Und- Hold on though Undefeated in two years That says yeah, a lot Yeah that's not a joke That
1: says a lot But the FIFA rankings are a joke
0: Yes Yeah I know Because there's Some of the teams that are in there are a joke Anyways That's the uh, Nations League for you I uh, wanted to bring it back home uh, There are a couple of things we want to talk about In the Canadian front uh, For those of you That watched the RK FC And Forge FC game I'm sure You felt as gutted as I did uh, Forge FC getting a penalty, going up one nothing against Archaia FC, uh, which was a favorable draw for them, and for for Forge to, to get paired up in this Konkaf League quarterfinal champ hash- slash Champions League qual- uh, qualifier, and uh, then their the goalkeeper boneheaded move I like dancing. <laughs> oh my god. And, he
1: thought he was in uh, yeah. Rio de Janeiro for a second.
0: That's when you knew the game fully turned around on its head. They tied one-one, uh, went to penalties, and then Forge FC. You knew it was over when they missed their first two. Very, very, very disappointing. Now they got to play one of the toughest teams.
1: It only gets harder for them. It's not looking good enough. It for only,
0: them. Yeah, it only gets harder because now they got to play uh, Club Deportivo Marathon. From Honduras, uh, one of the one of the most difficult teams to play, um, and this is basically a play in now for the Champions League, and if they lose this game, then they have one more route of qualification, which is winning the Canadian Championship, which will be played in the first quarter of 2021 against Toronto FC. Uh, it doesn't get any easier. Arkehi uh, FC, that was the game to win, and they blew it they were up one nothing and they blew it. Uh for a lot of Forge FC fans are gutted. Me as a Canadian Premier League fan, I'm gutted. I'm not very positive about their game against Marathon, but this is a game to focus on. It does take place on December the 8th. I'm sure TSN will carry it once we have uh once we know uh what channel be on, we'll be sure to let you know so you can uh hopefully cheer on Forge FC and see them pull off a miraculous upset because it will be an upset if they beat Marathon um, moving over to Toronto FC, Greg Vanny has said he is stepping down Thank you for your service, Greg Vanny. Yeah, he's outstanding. He put TFC on the map. He did. he did. He did. He did. I mean, there's a lot of people that had their things with Greg Vanny that he was unable to adapt. Unable, he was a one system kind of guy. Doesn't matter. Brought, Doesn't matter. Brought he brought did. us
1: our first championship in the city. He did.
0: He and he brought us all the and way to the, the final. final we were we were a Michael Bradley penalty away from staying alive yes. in the concaf Champions League, winning that game. And going to the FIFA World Club Championship, what a feat that would have been! Uh, we're st- we still are the f- Toronto FC is still the team, the furthest team to make it in the Champions League. Um, Toronto FC, the only Canadian team to ever win a major league soccer yep. cup, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see where Toronto FC goes from here. They have some, they still have some really good pieces. They finished second in the MLS this year. They didn't resign Pablo Piatti. They didn't them. Pa- yeah, they didn't. Well, they didn't play that well. Um, where do they go from here? Are they gonna Are they gonna find a way to stay up and go make another couple of runs with a new coach, new identity, or are they gonna go into a rebuild? Who knows. Um, hopefully, can you
1: see teams like Seattle do it? They're always around. Yeah, it seems like they never disappear. Seattle. So.
0: Yeah, and hopefully, Toronto FC is now one of those teams that doesn't disappear. Yeah. And uh, but thank you for your service, Greg Vanny. Uh, Wish you all the best. Uh, There's only bigger and better things to come. I think you're going to see Greg Vanny coaching in Europe. He should. I really do. He played in the French league, right? I think he played in the French league. No, I don't know. I think he did. I think he did. I I I I see Greg Vanny in Europe. I I see him taking the Marsh route. Jesse Marsh route. I can see him.
1: Yeah, he paved the path. Yeah. Also. What's his name uh, Bradley's father oh yeah he also right. paid the path you know he coached at Everton so
0: yeah
1: so. Or sorry Swansea Swansea coached yeah. that so
0: so it's you know I understand it's a family decision for Greg Vanny but this is probably not the end for him he'll be going somewhere else he's such a young coach and what a very what a what an amazing first crack at coaching what 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 this guy did and uh can't thank him enough for his service and uh wish him all the best in his future endeavors yeah 100 percent. so with that being said that wraps up our podcast for today we hope you've enjoyed it we appreciate the support uh like us uh follow
1: us on twitter follow us on twitter reviews five stars on ipod i mean on uh yeah, what do they call it? Podcast. Apple Podcasts. I yeah. use Google. I don't use that Apple. Garbage. That's, Apple's the way to go, man. But uh, yeah, give us 5 stars review if you like what you hear, and we'd love to hear comments from our fans as well. Yeah,
0: comments, questions, anything, and uh, that's it. We'll keep going. Ciao, ragazzi. Ciao.